0: Hey, this is Pablo, your Chief Executive Connector, and today's podcast is one of those conversations that I just thought was too valuable not to share with you that are part of my relationship flywheel. I took a call with this guy called Chaz Wolf, who built out Grant Cardone's sales team, and he's a world class sales trainer. We just kind of got to know each other, got to know each other's experiences. I told him about me. He told me about himself. And I think you're going to get a ton from this conversation. So buckle up and get to know Chaz. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, In my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way. And in that, I can learn from him. This means every single person you've ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person, and therefore has something to teach you. And you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every room full of people you walk into is both a library and your stage. And the better you get at getting to know people, the value they each inherently bring, and how to share it with others, the greater the impact you can make on the world. My name is Pablo Gonzalez, and I've created a system called the Relationship Flywheel designed to create impact through relationships at scale. And this podcast is a living document of how to do it. So hit subscribe right now if you want to learn how to get to know people get them to know you, and build a world-class network. Some episodes will be interviews, some episodes will be regular calls with people building rapport, and some will be tactical advice to teach you how to build your own relationship flywheel and achieve anything you want. Now smash that subscribe button, and let's get connected.
1: Buddy, how you doing? I'm doing well. i'm uh, I'm in the the process right now of, of some recording. <laughs> oh, and, tell uh, me I, more. yeah, well, I'm launching a couple new ads on Monday, and so I'm doing a couple of the like, confirmation videos and you know preframing videos before sales calls, stuff like that. Awesome. What's, yeah,
0: where are you launching the ads? Are they Facebook ads?
1: Yeah, yeah, they'll be Facebook for right now. I'll eventually do YouTube as well. But I had started out with some with some Facebook ads earlier this year, I really hadn't determined like in sales, say, as you, as you probably already know, like sales process, like I can teach anybody, like, it doesn't matter what you're selling, but when you're online selling, you have to speak to a very specific person for paid ads to work. And so, so that, that that's what we've done. We've kind of honed in on some things and, and I think we're re-ready to launch <laughs> at least the ads piece, you know, but you man, it's, it's, it's new year's Eve. Like you're grinding hard like me, it looks like.
0: Yeah, duh. <laughs> like, What else can you do, right? Like, I don't know, man. Entrepreneurship, right? So I, I just want to, I want to, before, before we come off it, are you like a Russell Brunson student? Like, what's your, what, what's your kind of like, do you have anybody that you've learned the, what you just said, like speaking to a specific audience in right. ads, have you learned that from anybody? Is this iterative? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so I spent most of 2019 helping Grant Cardone and Frank Kern build their ad agency.
0: Interesting.
1: So I, I moved to Miami. I worked at the at the 10x headquarters, and, and all- uh, I worked with Frank Kern every single day, and so that was an amazing experience. Now, the ad side specifically, the actual like getting into Ads Manager and and getting all the technical pieces. I wasn't. I didn't do any of that. There was uh-huh. another ops guy that took care of that team, and I led you know the sales side, and and then together we ran the business. You know the, the the profit and loss and stuff like that. So, yes, I'm I'm majorly exposed to that world. But then in addition to that, once I launched my own thing, after that, I've I've hired a coach that you know like for me, I wanted somebody in my space, but not directly in my space, to be able to tell me what he did in his space or her in her space. You know that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I just needed some semantics, especially even working with Frank, because it, it was awesome to be able to, you know, work directly with him every single day. Mm-hmm. But then when you're doing it on your own, it's like, it's different. Like yeah. I, needed, I needed another perspective to be able to maybe even tell me the same thing that I already knew in some pieces, you know? <laughs> yeah. So but so to answer your question, yes, the uh, from a lot of people, but the actual hired person that I've spent money on is a guy named Tanner Chittister. Okay. He's, he's kind of known for his fit business, his his fitness business, but he's a multiple comic club, you know, award winner with, with ClickFunnels and stuff like that.
0: Got it. Got it. Cool. And when you say your space, what do you identify as your space?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so obviously within, within the online world, it's, it's sales, but my, I started out in sales, like online teaching sales, I had a program, then I built a course, but I never really wanted to be like the sales guy. You know, I don't I don't want to be the new the next grant cardone. Really what gets my juices flowing is building teams and helping business owners think big picture growth strategy planning, you know, that type of a thing. So I've I've taken the sales piece as like, okay, I know that I'm really, really good at this. And I know that my content can really help salespeople. And we're gonna we're gonna grow that part of the business. But then hopefully that's more automated, you know, and just people can come into the course and I can have coaches and stuff kind of doing that. And then I can be over here doing, you know, more of the consulting side.
0: Okay. Awesome, dude. Sorry. I I couldn't, I couldn't come off of those two questions and now we can build rapport.
1: (laughs) No, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. I, I, no, it was interesting. It's, you know, I I hate to hate just, you know, just info dumping right away, but Hey, then then, then there you go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just didn't want to. Yeah. Cool, man. Where do you live?
1: I'm in Kansas city. What about you?
0: Kansas City. I'm in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got some time obviously spent in Miami, but then I own a business, a franchise in Pensacola. So, like, okay,
0: okay.
1: The other, the other you end.
0: Got the triangle. We're like a triangle there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I am a, I am a quintessential Miamian, right? Like, I born in Venezuela, grew up in Miami, I moved here like two and a half years ago. I listen to Pitbull still, you know. Like, I'm very. <laughs> <yeah, yeah.
1: laughs> I mean, naturally, you know. I'll tell you what. Moving from Kansas City to Miami, which Jacksonville is probably more like the Midwest than Miami. That's for sure.
0: Uh, Listen, dude, any point you put in the American map, you can say is more like the other point of the American map than Miami. Than
1: Miami. Yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Even we went to, uh, gosh, we went to a church in, it was north, like basically Boca. Okay. And even even a little bit north, it was like, oh, this is a little bit more like home. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Dude, Broward County, the Dade yeah. County line, like it's like yeah. you cross the border to the United States, right? Like, yeah,
1: it's crazy. But we honestly, you know, growing up in the Midwest. Yeah. I like I loved it. Like my yeah, my my cool. we lived in sunny Isles. And so okay. my my little girl went to school with a bunch of like you said, from Venezuela, from Russia, from I mean, I loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you were like you were like in the capital of like
1: Jewish Latin America literally Jewish, (laughs) Russian, Jewish,
0: no Russian, big Russian influence. But there's other, like, I feel like there's other pockets of Russian Jews. I feel like the amount of Jewish Hispanic people that exist in like Aventura, Sunny Isles area, (laughs) there is no other concentration like that anywhere else in the world. It's like, it's like Latin American Tel Aviv.
1: Yeah, it is. It really, it really is. And it's funny because every Friday night, man, there'd be, it took me a minute to figure it out because everybody was walking everywhere. I'm like,
0: yeah,
1: where are they walking to? Oh yeah. That's, it's, it's sabbath synagogue got it we're good cool, man
0: that's uh man that's a great community to to know
1: yeah <laughs> right? Like, that's right um yeah. that's cool community is the right word too
0: <laughs> yeah super into community right like very community driven which
1: yep.
0: which i very much echo with right like i grow, growing up in miami i went to like i was like i was you know i'm hispanic i was raised catholic what i guess i'm just invalidating what i'm saying when i'm saying that we're in jewish latin america but but like I was raised Catholic. I went to this like Episcopalian elementary school in Miami. And then I went to, for middle school, I went to Ransom Everglades, which is this like very high society private school. Okay. And it's heavily Jewish, right? And that was like my first exposure to Jewish culture. And seventh grade is like when they have all their bar bar and bat mitzvahs.
1: Totally. That's right. So
0: like I went into Jewish culture at the peak of it.
1: (laughs) Like like, I'm like, dude,
0: these parties are amazing. You're like, like, dude, I want to be, I want to be Jewish. I've I've wanted to be Jewish ever since. Right. Like, so like (laughs) a, a, a big, a big, you know, part of my network is Jewish, especially in Miami. Right. Like, and like, I love the culture and it's very much that it's very much community driven and like yeah. intergenerational enablement of knowledge and stuff like that. Oh yeah. which, which very much is what I'm into, right?
1: Yeah. You know I I've, I've had a unique perspective with with Jewish culture because as a as just a Christian, non-denominational Christian, most people take, you know, the New Testament and and the Jesus thing and run run with it, but they forget that Jesus was a Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I've really tried to dive into, you know, that piece of what I, what I believe in and, and really try to connect some dots. And so it's actually been, it, it's really awesome to be able to know, you know, the holidays and the festivals and just kind of have the, the why behind it all, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And and listen, there's another, something else I gotta, I gotta get off my chest is that I, I very much appreciate when people move from somewhere to Miami and appreciate Miami, right? Like I also totally appreciate people that are like, this isn't for me.
1: This is crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I get it. Like I get it. I, I get totally both sides of the equation, but I think it's cool. Uh-huh. Like when, people, when, when, when people have lived in Miami, like, yeah, man, it's cool to be like in an international halfway house between outside the U.S. and inside the U.S. Yeah. Like I'm like, all right, I can, I can get with that. That's
1: cool. Yeah, I think that was my wife. Like she was cool with, with, with the different cultures. It was the amount of people – and the length of time it would take to get a mile down the road, yeah, yeah, she just, yeah. just, you know.
0: Plenty of downsides in Miami, right? But like, like getting that, that connecting with that core piece is like, oh, like I'm like, all right, cool. I get it. If you hate yeah. Miami outside of all of that, that's cool too. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, man, definitely my issue with it. And I love Miami, right? Like, um, but my, my biggest issue with, with, with Miami is that idea that you're paying this like very high premium for third world living deliberately <laughs> like by design. Yeah. You know like, yeah. like the like the like the disparate like the disparity between the haves and have nots in my oh it's crazy are, are more than anything else in North America, which to me is why it correlates so much with Latin America and whatever, right? Like it that is yep. that is very much what happens there. Yes. And then and the lack of infrastructure, right? Like the idea that if you go to the first time it really hit me was like 2016. I went to Madrid and Madrid's just like super complete city right? Like it's got public infrastructure, it's got parks, it's got community, like, you know, dining culture, whatever. And in Madrid, you can live really well for like 3000 euros a month. Wow. And I'm like, I mean, you're broke for 3000. You know, it's like, what is this? What is this premium I'm paying? And I'm like, okay, I, I can see a certain premium for some of this stuff. But then there's another part of the equation that I'm like, that's just like twisted for me, right?
1: Yeah, it's nuts. I, I don't I there's never been another play. I tell my buddies, I'm like, on my way home today, I saw seven Bentleys, six yeah. Rolls Royce, and at least two Lamborghinis. And everybody and their mom has a G wagon, uh, Mercedes. Yeah, it's like I felt left out. Like here I am driving a <laughs> a pretty new truck, but I'm like I'm here I am the Midwestern guy dri- driving a pickup truck, yeah. and everybody's in there in their you know freaking four hundred thousand dollar. I'm just like what?
0: This yeah. is insane. It'll it'll skew your perspective, man. Like like growing up in that, I had to, you know, I had to redefine what I understood as like yeah, um, normal like upper class economics and what isn't. And I also had to recalibrate the average attractiveness of people. Mm, <laughs> like, yes, like Dan is a very attractive person city, right?
1: That's <laughs> so funny. It's so true too because it's like you know, I mean. Even my wife and I would laugh. We'd just be like, "Man, it, going to the gym here is insane." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first off, clothing not required. I'm like, "Wait a second, I'm I'm trying to live a married life here, okay? You yeah. know, oh, not- I, I can't even go to the gym." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's, cool, that's funny. Man. Well, so what what took you to Jacksonville then?
0: the The simple answer is a an opportunity to be a VP of business development for a software startup for uh, Amazon sellers. Nice. The, the longer tail answer is I had been in, in construction for 15 years and I had like done everything in that career, right Like I started off in like a fortune 500 like executive and training program, took over Orange County, California operations, became a green building expert, started my own my first company as a green building consulting company. Got acquired by my biggest client, became director of sustainability in-house and developed into like a business, a business development guy for them. Mm-hmm. And I never really, out of all those iterations, I wasn't super into it, but I was super into this like notion of value-added community creation for business development that I kind of like developed in Miami by getting really involved with nonprofits and, sure. and becoming like really connected and then you know understanding that understanding what an audience is. Cause I created a couple of audiences as young professional groups for nonprofits and then leveraging that on a stage to like do events for people that I want to get close to. That's how I became a business developer. Yeah. And once I figured that piece out, I was like, I want to test this out at a different scale. And I didn't shut up about that for a while. And then when the opportunity to do this for this like software company came up, the other, like n- the other thing that I was, that I was also actively seeking apart from testing out that thesis Is living somewhere that I can surf easily again, and Mm. Jacksonville checked off both of those. Nice. So you know, so 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 it was that right. Like, um, so when that opportunity came up, I was like, all right, cool, man. Like, I I like quit my job over there, and I and I moved up here. Yeah, which has been uh, no regrets, right? Like, like I I love it up here, man. Like, it's it very much reminds me of how I would imagine Orange County, California, was forty years ago, and it's actually been verified by people from there. Oh wow. Um, Cause it's got this like cool little like surf culture by the beaches. It's got these great open spaces within the city fabric. It's got these like awesome road trips that you can go on. Okay. And I think that like the demographics are pretty similar too, right? Like it's like a Republican leaning, but like very, very diverse kind of place. Yeah, area. yeah. And, and I think a bunch of like, I think the same thing that happened in Orange County, California is that like a bunch of you know, good old boys are going to get rich off real estate in one generation.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So. That's happening all over, but yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat>
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's cool. I mean, I, I, I knew I I'm a franchise owner for edible arrangement. So I, I knew the previous owner of, I think two stores there, but she sold and retired a couple of years ago. And so that was my only affiliation to Jackson. You know, I, I haven't, I hadn't made it that far that way. Pensacola was about as far as i gone, and then I skipped over and went to Miami. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like it would be a beautiful area.
0: It's cool, man. It's it's over delivered for me to be perfectly honest, right? Like I knew that I knew coming here, I was gonna lower my cost of living and increase my quality of life, right? And I knew that I was coming here for this like opportunity to like find out a whole new space and test this like thesis. And yeah, you know, worst case scenario, I was reinventing myself around the shot that I called, as opposed to you know like as yeah. opposed to going and taking another job in construction kind of thing. Right. And that's what ended up happening, right? Like worst case scenario happened. Like the partnership did not work out, but I proved my thesis. Right? So I guess not worst case scenario. And I also thought I would be taking a step back in what like opportunities the city has to provide, right? Like people, like the the stories people tell in Miami is like, well, yeah, you live in Miami, you know, like what well, you're paying for is it. like these opportunities because Miami has all this business. And I'm like, and I fully buy into that, right? But like- yeah. The opportunities I've found here have been really plentiful. And I and like the like the level of people that I've been able to connect with that are from Jacksonville or like have moved to Jacksonville has overdelivered. And like the business opportunities that exist here as an entrepreneur have also and the career opportunities, right? Like my wife's career is doing better here than it was doing
1: in as an architect. As an architect. As an architect. Doing her own thing.
0: No, no, no. She's 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 working for for a company, but she's Literally making 10 grand, like her initial offer here was 10 grand more a year than what she was making in Miami. Yeah. Wow. Um, Which is counterintuitive, right? Like people think wages here are lower. Um,
1: That's kind of how I felt about Grant's office too. I mean, because as a salesperson, I mean, I I wasn't going there to be a salesperson. Obviously I was going as an executive, but you know, salesperson there, you know, make a hundred, 150, 200, maybe 250. And not like you can go find that anywhere, but Mm -hmm. There are plenty of other places that you don't have to live in an apartment for 3500 a month. Yeah. 100% to, for that opportunity. Like there there's plenty of those opportunities. Really when you think about it, And you could live in Kansas City or Jacksonville or wherever and have your cost of living be a third. Yeah. And uh and still be able to make you know what I would consider good money in sales.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And and by the way, that is an increasing trend, right? Like right. that, that is why all these people are leaving New York and moving to Florida. And like the bigger ones yeah. are going to Miami, but there's a lot of other ones that are coming here in Jacksonville and other, because totally. the, the, the migration to warmer climates and lower cost of living has now has been happening for a while, but like right. COVID has completely accelerated
1: it. Oh, yes
0: right? Yeah. Like we, we are now untethered. So like that, that paradigm of like, you got to live in this one spot because you don't have opportunities anywhere else. It's, it's gone. It
1: doesn't exist anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Doesn't I, exist. That
1: really yeah. <laughs> I think if we didn't have a family here, I think that we would just be like, let's go live yeah. anywhere, you know? And that's kind of what moving to Miami did for us because we had never really lived anywhere else outside just, you know, a couple hours away from where we grew up and, you know, picking up everything and moving to Miami from Kansas City was like- that's a big change open it up, you know, yeah. Yeah. and, uh, and it, and it really was, it's like, uh, now I have this itch of not like that. I want to go, but it totally makes sense to be able to live in, in more than one area or, yeah. or whatever, like you can do whatever. It doesn't matter. You can, you yeah. can do whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like, I think that's, I'm the same way with like tethered to family, right? Like the idea of like Jacksonville was so attracted to me because it was a place I could surf that wasn't California or somewhere I had to take a flight. Right. Like, cause yeah. my, Miami pulls me big time family wise, right? Like, but I, and I think, I think what you just said is, is kind of the ideal scenario, right? Like you live in multiple places, right? Like if if you can spend a season here and a season there of like the place of your choosing and the place that you come from at that point, you you got my respect.
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Cause I told, when we came back here to Kansas City, I'm like, look, I'm not done with South Florida. I am not done. Yeah. You know, we, we've got the business in, in Pensacola and that's good and all, but I was just there. But it's like, you know, winter, it's still a little yeah. chilly, you know, 40, yeah, yeah. 50, 60. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if, if I'm going to get away from the snow out here, yeah, I want to go somewhere where it's where I I, maybe Guaranteed I, I warm. get into the water. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah, be able yeah. to go to the beach if I, or, or sit outside and read a book. Dude,
0: it's such a big difference, man. Like I just got back from Christmas down there and it was like up here, it was during that epic cold front, right? Like, and in Miami, it was still like 45, 50 during the worst cold front. Seriously. And and you get like maybe three days of the year below 60 in Miami.
1: Oh yeah. Right. Like while up when they here, do all the iguanas up the street, get, get all stiff and fall out of the trees. Yeah.
0: Oh no, man. At like, at like 68 degrees, people are busting out coats and like Uggs boots. Um,
1: whatever, right? yeah. like, <laughs> you are not lying on that yeah. one. Yeah. I, I remember coming home from Grant's office in November last year Yeah. and I got all my windows down. Yeah. I'm literally like jamming to the music going, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah. And I look over and I see this person in a coat. I'm like, okay, that, well, maybe they're homeless. Maybe, uh, you know, that's them, no problem. Another person, another, and then and then what they'll do? They'll they'll put on these hoodies and then they'll they'll tighten them down, and so they all that all this exposes their face. I'm like, what is happening? These people are cold. It's 68 degrees. Craziness, craziness. Well, how how did you find how did you find Podmax and Eric and Josh?
0: At podcasting conferences, right? Like I met I met Josh like night one of my first podcasting conference in August of last year, and then I met Eric through Josh at the next podcasting conference. Yeah. And I've become real good friends with him. So like 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 I'm I'm like I'm tight with I'm tight with both of them. And to and to give more PodMax perspective, I have this other buddy that I met through so like I met Eric at Podfest right before the world melted down. It was like early February. Do you go to podcasting conferences?
1: I haven't. Podmax okay me re- going to Podmax was me getting in- introduced or introduced by a friend to Eric okay going hey like i'm i'm new in this space i'm not new in my industry but i'm new in this space and i want to get out there yeah, yeah. who can i contact when regard to podcasting it was talk to eric and then yeah great great intro yeah
0: yeah so i so for me last last year So last year was like, end of 2018 was when I walked away from the partnership with like a new thesis and go figure out who I'm going to be when I grow up now. Like, right. Like I'm out on a limb. I just snapped it off. Let's go build a parachute. Right. Yep. Yep. When I, once I got my first client, like, you know, starting from zero and trying to, you know, I took like this like purposeful pause for 90 days just to just iterate and whatever. And then, and then figure out reverse engineer. And I got my first client around July. And at that point I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to go to this podcast movement because if I can network a podcasting conference and get connected with podcasters, I have my own version of radio row. Right. So like that was my, my move was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get on a hundred podcasts and that's going to be my big PR stunt. Yeah. Yeah. and what I found is that I freaking love podcasters, right? Like everybody has a voice. Everybody has something they stand for. They all have a stage that they have created. Like yeah. I just very much connect with those people. So I'm like addicted to podcasting conferences, but it also feeds that whole like ability to, to, to be my own PRA engine and other people. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you're not running your own podcast. Do you just like to network with the guys that, that do, or do you have I'm your not, own?
0: Yeah, I have a podcast, but I didn't when I first went to Got it. Makes sense. like, at the end of the day, like going going to a fucking podcasting conference, I I ended up having to be a podcast. I was
1: gonna say I don't know how you can live in the world. I mean, I've only been around for you know a month or two, and I got people beating beating it down. Now I got I got the hey, you're gonna get a YouTube channel, something like that before, but yeah, yeah. now it's like you have to have a show. I'm like, yeah. okay.
0: <sighs> Listen, man, the having your own stage is the most valuable thing for relationship creation. Right. Period you know, like whatever version it is, podcast, YouTube channel, blog, whatever, you know, like email list, whatever, you know, like mastermind. It just so happens that nowadays the one stage can be all the stages, right? Like yeah, the, the ability. So, so that's actually what I do, right? Like my, so the idea of a relationship flywheel based on creating, you know, like designing what that what needs to be on that stage that you're going to create. And then, you know, and by that, I mean, understanding like who you're trying to serve and the people that you're trying to speak to, what else are they interested in, right? Like you're one part of that equation, then taking inventory in your network of what's interesting to them that you can like have these conversations with taking inventory in the people that you know, are part of your audience and or clientele. Right. And what they have to offer to each other that's interesting to them yeah. and taking inventory of like who you're trying to get to, that would be interesting to them as well. Right. And and designing pillars of content to talk to these people about, creating that as a regular interaction where you also invite the audience in, right? Like having it, making it a live thing a la PodMax. Right. Uh, where where people can come in and, and I treat it all like as it's like a chamber of commerce. Event, right? Like it's like a panel for a chamber of commerce, right? Like, but you can do it virtually, and then taking that one hour interaction, branding that as a show so that you are, you know, being able to get guests on that you normally wouldn't be able to get guests on, and giving prestige to the people that you're elevating onto the stage that are your clientele and people that you'd want to take calls with, anyways. Yeah. And the strategy behind that and the repurposing of that content into, like, you know, a one hour YouTube show, a 10 minute best of YouTube, uh, a podcast a blog about the show, an email that goes out about the blog about the show and, you know, seven pieces of like the best aha moments that happened in the conversation, five questions Hmm. from the audience packaged as questions and like five quote cards from the things that were said, that, that is my product, right? Like that's what I call the relationship flywheel. And it's like, I do it for like 15 to $160 million companies. Yeah. As like a turnkey service, right? Sure. So, like, and, and that at the end of the day was like the thesis of community creation for business development. Was all like, you know, I created yeah. these communities by making one-to-one audiences and having these like live events. Oh, content is an is a stage that happens everywhere. And then, like, how do I how do I yeah. get good at repurposing? You know, so it's like it's no,
1: you you said it at the event. You you gave the example of being with that person who was asking you a question, and you said, wait a second, can I can I record this? Which I thought obvi- like it's like you didn't say anything that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but, but it was, it was like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I get it.
1: Wow. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And so I, I find myself, I've thought about that several times since then. And it's interesting being in, in COVID land now with not as many face-to-face opportunities anyway. So you're, it's all zoom, but like you said earlier, then you just, you're doing the same thing right, right here. It's like, we're creating content and we're going to you know, you can repurpose it. Yeah. So just be is. being able to get creative and and you know, uh, be purposeful in the way that you interact. Really, is what it comes down to. Hundred percent, man.
0: It, like it's it's purposeful. It's ultra efficient, right? Like the fact that all right, I'm, the fact that I'm going to take, you know, like I'm making notes right now, right? Like I'm going to take the fact that you're like, oh yeah, I came to Miami to work for Frank Kern and and Grant Cardone, and put that up and be like, dude, I can't believe Chaz worked for these guys that introduces you to my network. You know, when I tag you on it right? from your audience are going to see that. And they're going to be like, who's this dude that's connecting people? Like, you know, it, it's so, it's so efficient. Like it's like, you're automatically introduced at scale with no friction for anybody that wants to enroll into getting to know you through me. And it, right. you know, and, and, and I'm also at a smaller scale being introduced to some of your friends to some certain extent slash Absolutely. We're becoming friends. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. So, Absolutely. so yeah, man. Like I, I just think it's such a no-brainer, man. Like I'm what I'm I, I'm now I'm now at the point which I haven't done this yet, but I, I, I think I decided that between my last call and this call, and I hope you're on board <laughs> to just turn all these calls into podcasts, right? Like yeah. I'm gonna have some like strategic podcast interviews, and then I'm also going to anybody that allows me to publish yeah. this as a podcast because I'm already doing the repurposing and promoting and like introducing yeah. to people. But I think like akin to the Gary V experience, I can just show the living proof of living this concept.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. No, it's very true. I think, okay. So, you know, my analytical mind jumps in and goes, okay. So, cause obviously I have zoom calls all day long, just yeah. like you, I'm sure yeah. some are client related, some are, you know, connection related like this. and so. <clears throat> Do you do the simple thing and just post it and just let it let it connect with whoever it connects with or do you spend time editing it and to uh, like you know like okay, you're gonna post this right here do you, do you take out what we're talking about right now do you yeah. take out the the piece like what, what do you do
0: all of the above so so actually right now I do more of the editing and posting I think I'm gonna start posting the unedited also yeah I think the answer to what I think at the end of the or I guess right, I'm gonna take the ego out of it the question that I wish I was answering <laughs> and then I'll answer the question you asked is I think doing any of that is helps. yeah. either what either any step you take in that direction is valuable. So don't kill yeah. yourself with imperfection. Cause in my head, I'm just telling, I'm I'm like, yep. you know, I, I feel you being like, this is impossible, but anytime you do it, and I don't do it with every call and I don't, whatever, but. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I I'm, I'm with you. I work for yeah. Grant Cardone. He just, he just That's slapped right. something up there. You know? That's
0: right. That's right the answer to the question you asked is yes, I do all of the above because I have built up the capabilities of doing this for other people and getting paid to do it. And now that has funded that capability for myself. So yeah. I have like an efficient process and a team of, you know, a, a, like a team like a graphic designer and a video editor. And yep. you know, I'm, st- I'm looking for someone to do my copyright. I still yeah. haven't settled on that person yet, but so yeah, so I'm doing that at scale right now. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm publishing podcasts daily. That's what I'm talking about right now. Daily. Ooh. As you know, like before it was like some of these were interviews that I was publishing once a week. And then I started adding like a moment of connection on Mondays. And then the last three months I was so backed up that I started just publishing two interviews a week. And now I'm like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> like I'm gonna, you know, like some people I'm gonna reach out to as like, this is a podcast interview. Other people I'm just gonna have a 45 minute catch up and, yep. and, 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 and publish that, you know, like, I, like, I think it's all valuable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, and I think, I think that the, the main point here, not, not just for me and you to remember, but yeah. cause we both already know is the raw stuff it, to the natural mind is like, Oh, but then it's, it's like, it's not perfect. And it doesn't it doesn't flow right. Or, but it's actually what connects with people the most, you know, like, We, I mean, like that's, that's part of what Frank talks about. He's like, you know, grab your, grab your iPhone and turn it on selfie mode and do a quick video and then just post it. Like doesn't matter. In fact, it doesn't matter so much that to your point of doing it every single day is that most people are going to miss four of the seven posts that you make anyway. They're only going to catch three of them. So just post them, you know, So yeah, I, yeah I, I, uh, um, I'm a fan of that for sure.
0: So a couple of, so I think deeply about that <laughs> and two things, right. In a world with no secrets, authenticity is the highest form of currency. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I think, I think publishing it raw like that just shows like, I got nothing to hide. I'm not trying to like pretend I'm some. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that right. can, not only does it not hurt, I think it helps.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. Um,
0: and second of all, the algorithm self-selects, you know, like if it's going to show everything I post to a certain percentage of my audience, if that, that certain percentage over indexes, it's going to show it to more. If it continues, it doesn't, if that percentage of my audience doesn't like it, it's not going to show it to them that much anymore until I do something that they like. So there's really, it's almost impossible to be too loud. Yeah. That's the other piece of it. It's like, I don't want to come across as a douchebag, but like you know, if you're coming across as a douchebag to whoever's seeing it, it's they're gonna stop showing it to them.
1: Right. That <laughs> you know? that's I mean that, that is a that is that's a good way to look at it because you 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 take the thinking out. You know, it's just action at that point. Just just go.
0: Yeah, it's it, you can be kinder to yourself with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, marking people, influencing people, like it can be this altruistic. Like I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to put good things out. You know, I don't want to just post for the sake of posting, but when it, when it comes down to it, like you connecting with that person in a raw way or a professional copied, you know, or, or, you know, edited way is, is fine as well. You know, Uh,
0: service mentality is at the basis of this assumption for sure. You know, like Yes. People can be too cheesy being too salesy posting every day, but those people, their, their stuff doesn't get shown. right? right. Like,
1: yep. So. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. It's a good reminder. I think even, like I said, we both know, and I know it, but it's a good reminder just to, just to, just to go, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And listen, man, if I can, if I can, it sounds like you're kind of, you're contemplating it for yourself. Do you want some advice on like how to repurpose really quickly? Like yeah, no, system. I'd love it.
1: Yeah, please. I, I I would never say no to that. Please.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two things. One is get to know Descript, the software Descript.
1: D-E-S- it's called Descript?
0: D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. Descript. Got it. Descript. Descript. Got it. As of right now, I think it's it might be like the software to kill all other editing softwares for podcasters and or content repurposers.
1: Wow, awesome. So,
0: um, yeah, I think that if you start there and get familiar with it, you're going to be miles ahead of any, even people that have been doing it for a long time. Second is at the base of it, the way to do it really efficiently, and the script does all of this at, at the same time, right? You get the video transcribed. Yep. And then once it's transcribed, you can quickly go through and like highlight out. The pieces that you want to edit, as opposed to watching something on video and be like, "Oh, what was the second? What was whatever?" Uh. So you do that. You you highlight out quickly. Yeah. Then you know that at that point, that is one role. Somebody who picks out that content, right? So you can do all these roles, or you can
1: cut this up and build a team. Delegate it to your team, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. So like that's one role, right? Like the the uploader and the and the and the select what's interesting. Out of the things you select, what's interesting—the stuff that works on social, right? It's all hook story offers. So, like your three hooks are right. the first line of your copy, the headline, and the first five seconds of the video, right? right? So I go as far as when I go through it and I highlight, I put, I put in ital, I put in a special way what I want to be the first three to five seconds teaser part, right? I write in a headline in in like a notes part or or, or whatever software you're using, right? I'm trying to give it to you agnostic, yeah, um, you know. So once you're going through up, you know, that person or you pick up the teaser, pick up the headline. And then if you want to take it another step further out of what you see, either like make some of it a quote card or like write out what you think the quote card should be from that piece, right? That yeah. you can attribute to you or the person that it is. Then it goes to the video editor, whoever the video editor, graphic designer is, they now know exactly how to like what pieces they want and can be go as far as like clean it up right like yeah, they, like sure. instead of like spending time like picking out what's good they can just spend the time editing it down to like the core or or just cut it out and put it like that yep. put the headline in design it whatever you know you want it to have the teaser the logo fly in the the story and then whatever at the end call to action go follow my podcast go to my page whatever right, right? Yeah. like comment share whatever you want that to be and then have them take the link of that file, you know, put it in a Google drive and put it in like a batchboard style document where it's, there's like little tables in it. And the the table has like the space for the link, a space for what the headline is. So you know what you're about to see and a space to write the caption that you want to be posted with the copy of the video. Right. Yeah. So like you now get like a, a document or the copywriter gets a document. There's like, <laughs> okay, watch this. Okay. Doc, 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 doc. Next one. Doc, 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 doc. Right. Like you get that done and then you send that to the scheduler and the scheduler schedules. So, right. like, you take a one hour piece of content, even me doing it myself outside of the video editing, right? Like, writing all the, you know, picking out the pieces and writing the copy, picking right. out the pieces on like a one hour thing takes me, depending on how recently I watched it, right? Yeah. Or I did it. Yeah. And the best thing is to do it immediately. Right. Uh, it, it takes me somewhere between 15 to, to 30 minutes, hmm. right? That's not and bad. Then, at all. Right, And then writing the copy for all of it takes me 10 to 15 minutes. Right. So in a half an hour to 45 minutes, you've now enabled, you know, kind of paint by numbers repurposing. And that's like the core of your team.
1: Absolutely. No, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think, I think everybody sees it from a big scale. Like when you say it, it's like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. But when you, when you, then you're like, oh wait, I got to peel back and understand how the actual machine works
0: Mm
1: -hmm. to actually get it to operate. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah happy on, time. on, well, actually, no, you answered the question with the, with the timeline. So no, that's awesome, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. I took a ton of notes there. <laughs> I'm just kind of looking over going, holy cow. Can I, can I get this recording now?
0: <laughs> Yeah. I'm totally going to cut out that piece, right? Like
1: <laughs> exactly. Cut it out and send it to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm literally like, I'm literally pulling notes description of repurposing process, right?
1: That's awesome. I love it. So well, the if there's thing, anything right, that, if start, um,
0: if you start taking the notes while you're doing it, then that's then that makes the recirculating even faster,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because it, it, you can you don't have to do it right after the call. In your memory, it, it can be off of your notes. Sure. So that's awesome, man. Well, obviously, I don't know if you're planning on being at any future Podmax events, but yeah, uh, I'll
0: be at the next one for sure.
1: Well, I will be there as well. I'll look to look to connect with you there, and then of course, you know, I'd love to just stay you know connected with you via content, via you know future stuff. Hundred percent. There's gonna be people that I know that need you and, and vice versa. So I'd love to keep that relationship rolling. Yeah,
0: definitely, man. So what is so who is a good Yeah? You know, like I, I like to ask referrals in the sense of like, it's not tell me what you do, it's tell me when you do it. Like when, when do I recognize that someone needs you? Like what are they saying? Yep. What is their what, yep. what what is happening?
1: Yeah, the the there'll be there'll be one of maybe three things, not to overcomplicate it. On in the sales world. You're talking to an individual salesperson that is wanting more out of their sales career. They're maybe they're burnt out, they're not getting the results they're looking for, and they're and they're needing, they're needing to go to the next level. That same thing might happen more so specifically for you as you're talking to companies and they have a sales team or they have a sales division mm-hmm. and they need someone to come in and and create process around training or, you know, daily inspiration, that type of a thing on the On the consulting side, for me, it's just a matter of connecting with business owners that you know maybe they've been a business for maybe two, three, four, five, maybe ten years, and they're just spinning. They love what they do, but they they hate what they do. And all it comes down to is is systems and processes, hiring a team, knowing how to put all those you know pieces together so that that way you can love the business and 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 actually like reap the rewards of having a business and not just you know driving yourself into the ground. That that's really that's that would be that person on the on the consulting side.
0: In the are you like system agnostic? Is it is like sales like your your systems point, but you have a process for building all systems always?
1: Yeah, yeah. So on the consulting side, we'll take a look at marketing, sales, operations, team building, you know, how to hire, who to hire, you know, different profiles for different types of positions, you know, leadership, growth, you know, like really just a matter of. Where, where are you wanting, wanting this thing to go? It could be a guy that owns the HVAC company for three years and he's got, you know, 14 people and he's just spinning like a, you know, like a, like a tornado. It could be the guy that's been in business for 15 years and he's got some good things in play, but he's really needing to kind of come in and and revamp his culture, which really comes down to process. You know, Mm -hmm. there's process in all of that. People really, people in process are like, you know, (laughs) together.
0: I'm deep in like a Jim Collins rabbit hole right now. I don't know. Oh Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm like, you know, he just came out with uh Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0. So I'm like, I'm I'm like reading that because he's like popped yeah. up on like Tim Ferriss's podcast and Brené Brown's like I'm just deep into Jim Collins.
1: Deep. So yeah, you probably uh, I mean, I've read a few process. few of his books, but uh Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Good you, to great. Good to great. I read Good to Great Gra- Gra- in like 2004 and I, you know, like yeah. I I'm a completely different person.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and, and 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 as as uh you have employees or ha- or whatever you connect with when you're building something you don't you don't have to throw things away anymore, or people for that matter. Yeah. You just have to understand that maybe they're just in the wrong seat. And when you, the under- seat on the when you understand who they are, and then what each individual seat is, man, that is powerful to be able to actually move forward because you don't have to redo things over and over and over. Which is again yeah. part of the process of of uh, building a what what is
0: what What is an engagement like that with you look like, man? Like, is it is it a you come in, you have some meetings, and then you fix the problem? hands-on or is it like consulting to the business owner so they fix the problem?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I'll give you, I'll give you an example and then I'll give you a theoretical answer. The example is PodMax or, or with Eric and, and uh, Josh. So I met Eric just off of a referral and we're talking back and forth. He's like, what do you do? This, that, and the other. Okay, cool. I'll grab my PodMax take it. That sounds awesome. But he's like, man, we need help building a sales team.
0: Yeah.
1: And so specifically building, like helping them build and hire and then train salespeople. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily need operational or other things right now. So I'm building a sales team for them. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, for the entrepreneur, it could be coming in and first off, doing a planning session. Like what, what is happening in the business right now? Let's take inventory of what's happening right now. Yeah. What what are things being that are working, things that aren't working? Who's on the team? What's their role? Like complete inventory of now. Let's plan for what what... What should be happening? What, what's what's utopia look like? Let's actually break that down into you know things that can actually be accomplished over the next 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. Let's identify some roles. Who do we need to hire? How do we build out a team? Who's leading the team? What's the role of the, of the leader? What's the role? I mean, like, what are these definitions? And and then let's go to work. Let's let's assign some roles and, and let's go to work. So I would say consulting, but a lot of that is going to be me in, in the groove with a lot of it. So like I think of one of my clients right now, I have meetings weekly with almost every single one of his departments. And so he, I'm teaching him how to do it, but at the same time, they've got me in the culture of, of each department started with sales, but then now it's leaked into other areas of the business, you know? Cool. Sweet. Yeah, man. And, and so my, I guess my, my question would be the same thing for you before we go is mm-hmm. what, what event am I recognizing that where I'm like, Oh, Pablo is the guy.
0: I would say two things, somebody that knows they want to make content and, and has given it a shot, but Mm. just can't stomach feeling douchey talking to their phone 20 hours a week or like thinking about what they're going to say, or like every time something happens in their office, be like, Oh, do it again. So I can film it for content. Right. Like some, somebody who is somebody who has already bought into the idea of content as a way to drive sales. Right. But hasn't figured out how to implement that. Okay. That's pretty exact for me.
1: Got it. And um, does that person look specific? Certain industries or just, just it doesn't matter.
0: My, so I'm like a 95,000 bucks a year guy. So your your LTV has got to be pretty high, right? Like yeah, yeah, either yeah. your LTV or your revenue got to be pretty high. That's why I say like yeah. 15 to $150 million companies. Yeah, that makes sense. So my Rolls Royce product that is once a week show with all the repurposing and all the strategy done for you so that the business owner basically gets to start spending about 3 hours a month and now he is she is interacting with a key relationship once a week like an intimate dinner with like your person that you want to build rapport with you know key client or future client or industry expert and you know interacting with the rest of their clientele you know like 50 to 100 people a week mm. instead of taking an individual call giving them that you know that one hour kind of audience and then the key question can get asked, but it might also just get answered automatically plus creating up-to-date marketing materials on a weekly basis, creating 25 pieces of up-to-date marketing materials and SEO and all this stuff. Right. Uh, that becomes a three hour a week thing instead of, yeah, you know, everything else. Right. So, and they generally will have like a marketing coordinator or somebody in house that does a little bit of marketing that will be able to like contextualize that last 5% of either, you know, tying it into the 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 CRM or publishing certain things or writing certain copy that's contextual sure. to the audience, right? So yeah. That is that to me is like fish in a barrel kind of thing, right? Because it's it clearly solves all their problems there. The other one that is more more like a long-term, all right, man, I'm gonna meet you, I'm gonna give you some advice, and then like four or five months, you're gonna come back to me because you're gonna realize that you need it. Yep. Is the relationship business that has built their that has built everything based on like going to chamber of commerce, going to like charity events. So like local banks, lawyers, accountants, um, financial advisors that don't have regulatory issues with publishing content, you know, mortgage brokers, like that type of stuff, like that person who has built their business networking, you know, like construction, right. Like certain types of construction architects that is like, how the fuck do I do this in a virtual world? And, you know, like because COVID or because who knows when COVID happens again or whatever, like, what I'm doing is one to one. What they're used to doing, they just they're gonna take a little time to understand that it's just changing
1: the content. The same thing. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Well, I, I have based on your first uh, thing there, I have I actually have somebody that I'm thinking of. Sweet. It's actually it's a friend of mine. He he has ownership in a portion of the company, but it's his brother's main company. So he doesn't have ownership in that company. That's why I, I otherwise I would just connect to you. So I'm gonna oh, yeah. talk with my buddy, but I don't think that they do anything online, and they're they're a pretty big company. Probably 50, 75 million, something like
0: that. What's uh, what kind of business model?
1: Like, what's they? What's yeah, that? they provide food service mostly to college campus oh, type perfect. Perfect. stuff. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. I'm in. I also, if you want to, like, I have, so as a content guy, I have like a presentation of me explaining this to somebody and oh. going back and forth with their marketing person, long yes. form. I have the nine minute version. So, like, if you ever need that to empower you to introduce me to anybody, I can easily provide that. And
1: Absolutely, like- yeah. Like the buddy I'm talking about is like he. I mean, he was in my wedding, so cool. I'll talk to him in the next day or so, and I'm gonna mention it. So if you want to send it to me, he will watch it. The company that he has, he would probably be a good candidate too, but just not maybe not not now. They're they're maybe like five or ten million, so maybe not maybe not quite yet. But yeah, yeah. but his his other his his other influence in his brother's company might be a good fit for you.
0: Listen, man, as, as I hope that you realize, like, I'm happy to just give the advice for free so someone can go do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to to at a certain
1: level, especially in your industry where you're like, you know, like I'm not going to be a good fit for you for right now. You know, when when I have a hundred million dollar company, then, then I can, then I can come and and hire you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally, man. And I'm, and I'm just like all in on the Gary Vee model, right? Like I think that I'd rather be a kingmaker than a king, right? Like, I mean, there's going to be a certain amount of people that are like, this is too complicated and I'm in love with it. So I'm going to pay you for it. There's going to be a certain amount of people that are like, this is brilliant. Thank you for showing me. And I'm going to be your friend forever the day that you need a favor. And then there's going to be a bunch of people that are be like, okay, well, that was smart. And uh, I think you're cool. And that's it. Right. Like, yeah. or a couple of people that don't get it. Right. But I don't. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. So like, I, I'm very
1: happy with that, with that pie chart. <laughs> that's Yeah, exactly. Well, and that, when you realize that pie chart, when there's, there's enough people in that small sliver, yeah, you just have to go after them. It's cool. It's no big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, right. Well, good, man. Well, happy uh, New Year's Eve to you. 2021. I will be talking here in a couple of weeks at the yeah, PodMax yeah. event, but if you want to send over that, that information, I, I, I will be talking to him in the next day or so. And I'm, I'm purposeful about uh, connecting you.
0: Sweet, man. I'm going to go off the radar for the next four days, but I will send you that right now so you have
1: it. Perfect. All right, man. Well. Cool, bud. Love it. Absolutely, man. Anything, All right, I, anything I can do to help.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And I'm going to send you a bunch of marketing material about you,
1: man. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Slash that, tag you on my stuff. And that then... would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good exchange of value right there. That's what I'm talking about, bro. All right, man. Exactly. Have a good one, right. dude. Happy New Year, man.
0: The key to building your relationship flywheel will rely in your ability to design and build your own stage where you can have conversations with people, getting to know them, understanding their value, and sharing it to the world. This is the service that I offer, and I offer it to $100 million companies where we're setting record-breaking sales goals with it. If you wanna know more about that, go to connectwithpablo.com. If you're just an individual that wants to build it, subscribe to this podcast, And subscribe to my email list on my website because coming soon is a community where I'm going to teach this to you personally. Go to connectwithpablo.com.